welcome back. It is Katie and Easy, and we are here for another episode of Horror Cats and Witch Hats. And uh, my cat's crying outside of the door already. <laughs> it is almost Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. I love the food. So Tyler and I are in a debate because I think as soon as Halloween is over, you can transition to Christmas decorations. And he I would disagree. His <laughs> argument is that that skips over Thanksgiving. Tyler's right. I agree with Tyler. I'm on Tyler's side. You're skipping Thanksgiving. You can't skip you're Thanksgiving. Not. You're still having Thanksgiving. My and mom has a box of Thanksgiving decorations. She better fucking put those up before the Christmas tree goes up. I swear to God. But technically it's like winterish. So I'm just slowly moving pieces of Christmas decorations. Like I wouldn't put the tree up. That's too much Christmas. But my winter decorations are starting to come out. Because if I'm going to bring all this shit downstairs to put away the Halloween stuff, I might as well just put the other stuff out. So I'm not doing it 15 times. <laughs> I still agree with Tyler. You can't. You. We also. Okay. At Radio from Hell, my, my work, we have a war against Christmas decorations every year. Because people start putting Christmas decorations up every year, earlier and earlier. And this the year, lights go up and everything goes up. And it's... Ugh. This year, the stores have had Christmas decorations out since, since October. october Like, they were That's out before bullshit. Halloween even happened. When I went Halloween shopping, Christmas shit was out already. And I was like, I want Halloween decorations. Can you put those back out? Like... <laughs> That's what I'm shopping yeah, for right now. It's getting ridiculous. Christmas is taking over everything. My, so Shelby and I were just shopping everywhere for Halloween stuff because we were doing we were planning all these Halloween fun things. And all of a sudden we go to Michael's because I'm trying to find some flowers for the bouquets for our, my wedding because obviously I need the fall colors. Do Christmas trees were already being sold and like like the put up like the 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 fake ones and like they were re they were out stocking like all of those kinds of flowers and I was like where are all of you where where's the Halloween shit it's October it's literally October there shouldn't even be a mention of Christmas I agree that's why I said after Halloween I'm good with that stuff coming out but you can't start it you can't take down Halloween shit before Halloween has even no. happened <laughs> that's it drives, too much ugh. yeah anyways the movie for this week has nothing to do with any of these holidays uh, but there no. is snow, so there's that. It's winter. <laughs> That's our tie. <laughs> our segue. Do we ever do we ever get an explanation of exactly where they are? I assume New York, but That's what I figured too, but okay. I All right. Honestly, Anyways, I didn't look. we'll get into it. We are doing Till Death, which is a 2021, I think it's a Netflix original, right? Yes. Okay. And it is classified as a horror thriller uh and i'm sure we will debate that later <laughs> so this film is directed by sk dale this is his first full-length film and he did win an award in 2019 for best horror for the coat maker i've never heard of that i haven't either I'm assuming it's a short of some kind. Yeah, I'm sorry. He won the Hollywood just for shorts. I'm being stupid. It's literally right in front of my face. <laughs> um, but he, so this is his first time doing like a full length movie. And it was written by Jason Carvey, 
who didn't really have anything that I cared to note. The funny part of this, when I was looking it up, there are more producers than there were actors in this movie. On IMDb, anyways, it lists 19 producers and only nine cast members. Well, so this was filmed during COVID, so there couldn't be a lot of cast members in the first place. Now, I, I haven't been They've a- filmed plenty of movies with a shit ton of cast members. It's just not you know, what the story yeah. is. It's an isolation yeah but i just thought that was funny that they listed that many producers (laughs) so i haven't been able to find out like where it's like located in the movie wise but it was filmed in bulgaria (laughs) i'm pretty sure it's Uh, set in new york i want to say it is too because of like the restaurant they go out to and stuff first but she's driving through the city yeah i feel like if we rewatched it and we saw like where she's entering buildings it would tell us yeah, something like that. Well, I know where it's filmed. Don't know where it's exactly supposed to be placed, but yeah, get the idea. I think it's I think it's New York, like a secluded area in New York. And the star of this film is none other than Megan Fox, who plays Emma. She, I'm sure everyone knows who she is, but just in case... <laughs> She's won awards for Transformers, Jennifer's Body, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Been on a lot of stuff. She's dating Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, she's she's got three kids. Couldn't tell. One of the things that I saw that was totally random, but I just because you mention it all the time, uh, when she was ten years old, she moved to Port St. Lucie, Florida. <laughs> That's where my uncle lives. And anyways. Unfortunately, she gets shit on a lot <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, she does. Other than the fact that she's gorgeous is the only argument that I could have. Um, I think she's pretty. I enjoy her in Jennifer's Body. She's it's one of my favorite movies. She is also in a new another Netflix original that just came out called Night Teeth. And it's like a vampire versus. <laughs> uh, I think it's about two girls, two women who go out one night to party and they have like a cab driver or an uber driver or something who figures out that they're vampires that's okay okay i'm completely guessing i have no idea but it looks interesting you want to hear it really quick sure college student moonlighting as a chauffeur picks up two mysterious women for a night of party hopping across la but he uncovers their bloodthirsty intentions and their dangerous shadowy underworld oh wait oh and that they're okay um but he must fight to stay alive yeah same thing. <laughs> so there's that. I, I mean, it sounds typical and interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. With newer cinema, uh, cin- uh, cin- cinematography and CGI graphics and shit. Yeah, I'd be interested. I'm always interested when vampire movies come out to see what their vampires look like. Because nobody has the same. Everyone tries to adapt their own visuals. Yeah. As we discussed in our... Um, lost boys episode that you should go check out because it was pretty cool (laughs) the kind of main character but not (laughs) yeah is her husband mark who was originally for the first like five minutes of the movie that he's in played by owen mackin Hmm. again didn't really recognize much of anything that he was in nope um I think his name is pronounced Amel, but that's probably 100% wrong. I mean, uh, he plays 
the other man, Tom, who Emma's having an affair with, who also works with husband Mark. He plays. He works for. I think it's his boss. It's the same thing. He okay. plays Albie in the Maze Runner. He's in a lot of other stuff, but that's the only one that I care to mention. I haven't seen the Maze Runner, so. Um, if you've read the book, it's more important. The movies were not yeah. worth my time. Uh, Callan, Mo- Callan Mulvey plays Bobby Ray. And he's like the villain of the movie. Well, one of the many villains in this movie. He <laughs> was in the 2020 remake of Children of the Corn. Um, How did I not know there's a 2020 remake of this? I didn't either. Looks uh, weird. Uh, two stars. Ah, <laughs> uh, understandable. It, it looks like they tried to moder- modernize it, and it just looks weird. I mean, to be honest, I have never even seen the original Children of the Corn. But it can get kind of creepy. I think Village of the Damned is a little bit creepier, but that's that's a whole different story. We'll get into that later someday, maybe. Uh, he's also been in Captain America Winter Soldier, Avengers Endgame as Jack Rollins, and he was in Batman vs. Superman as a character that I couldn't tell you. But yeah, he's been in quite a few like action movies, I guess. What's interesting is that he crossed the line between Marvel and DC. So, and he, and and from what I get from all these movies, is he knows how to take a punch. <laughs> and there's also Jack Roth, who plays Jimmy, who is an unfortunate other villain, I guess. Uh, the other parts listed are just basically for like people in the background. And not really important. Just kind of, just kind of the bystanders, as the cast list tells you, just based off the number. This is kind of like an isolation thriller, is what I would yeah. classify it as, in a way. I I'd say the same thing. So the plot on IMDb pretty much explains the whole thing, and it's a woman is left handcuffed to her dead husband as a part of a sick revenge plot. Unable to unshackle, she has to survive as two killers arrive to try and kill her and finish her off. And, and yeah. That's, that's the whole everything. movie. That's everything. <laughs> yeah, you got it. There's, that's, that is not a shitty uh, title or shitty plot line at all. That is exactly what happens. Yep, that's it. But because we are who we are and I am who I am, we're going to give you a little bit more detail. Of course. So, and you feel free to interrupt anywhere you want to add stuff. Um, okay. Or you want to, like, talk about what, okay. Mention random shit that happened that I pointed out or liked. <laughs> exactly. That's what this episode's going to be because it is a very straightforward movie. So, yeah. yay. Okay. But it is one that neither of us had seen. So both of us went, in, went into this kind of just going, well, what is this? We don't know. <laughs> it's listed as a horror. Let's do it. Yep. So it starts out with Emma revealing she's having an affair with Tom, who works with slash for her husband at a big-ass law firm. Money. Uh, Mark. money. Yeah. Which is like <laughs> the premise of their whole relationship. It's oh, yeah. Yeah. Mark, the husband, is immediately shown to be a controlling dick asshole of a man. That describes him perfectly. Yeah. And immediately There's... you're like, okay, now I know why you're cheating. <laughs> Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You understand why. Anyways, when we get to it, I'll explain what I what. Anyways, you keep going. You got yeah, okay, this. okay. <laughs> uh, when 
Emma arrives at her husband's office because it is the day of their anniversary. And on his desk is this, what's it called? Like top secret file. It's not a top secret file. It's a prison, like a jail person file. Person... I can't think of the word. My words are an inmate file, maybe yeah, something like that. Sure, sure. There's a file. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> and you get this back, like a brief idea of a backstory that at one point Emma had been brutally attacked on the street, and that she was able to escape because she stabbed her attacker in the eye, and that's how he was put into jail. And you know that's going to come up later, but you don't really know how. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. It does come up later. I personally thought that there would be like some sort of backflash throughout the film showing her getting attacked or like yeah. more detail. Um, that was my one prediction. And then my other prediction for that little detail that they threw in there was that her, I thought her husband had hired him to kill her and he fucked up and got caught. That's an idea. But uh, another spoiler alert: both of my predictions were wrong. <laughs> There's no backflash. No. And you get photos. That's it. Yeah. And they're like mugshot photos, kind of. Yeah. Uh, There's no backflash, and her husband did not hire him previously to kill her. Right. <laughs> uh, miscellaneous fun fact: the scar on the actor who plays the guy who got stabbed in the eye, is real from an injury that he sustained in 2004. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought that was... Uh, it, it makes me think of... Oh my gosh, I just blanked on his name. He's in Sons of Anarchy. He's in everything. He's wonderful. Uh, the Scottish actor who has the Chelsea grin. Uh, I want to say yes. Tommy Flanagan, that man. I have the biggest crush on him, and I don't know why I can't remember his name is phenomenal he actually i found this out recently and i didn't know this and i was kind of amazed when i rewatched it because when a stranger calls is on netflix just so you know um he's the killer in when a stranger calls i never put that together when i was a child but um, looks old in that movie i mean he's he's not young by any means he's 56 now but uh yeah, he has a real Chelsea grin. He got attacked because he's from um, England. Fun fact. What does being from England have to do with being attacked? Well, the the, the Chelsea grin originated over there. The, the scars from the mouth. Is it like a specific person that was doing it? I don't remember the exactly exact like storyline of Chelsea grin and how it like came about, but interesting anyways well she's uh probably gonna look into that because we talked am about <laughs> oh it's I'll known as the glasgow smile and he's from glasgow okay sorry well which is it the chelsea grin or the glasgow smile well so originally known as the uh it, it turned into a demented grin chelsea grin it's known as the glasgow smile because the blood practice it it, it cuts the sides of your mouth but it originated in scotland with original like gangsters from there's a year is there a year around here um originated between 1930 or 1830 and 1880 when the population of the city was growing and it doubled and uh it was just a form of torture and the the gangsters would use it a lot i guess 
That would be particularly awful in the 1800s. Yeah. No way of uh, fixing that. I mean, it's awful now, but... Yeah. Well, there's your horror history fact of the day. I'm sure many other people know more about the Chelsea Grin than I do. Um, I've just known about it randomly here or there. And no, I'm not talking about the band, the Chelsea Grin, but I do know who they are. And somehow you managed to bring in true crime. So I tried really hard to find a connection to true crime for this episode to make it longer. I couldn't find one. So there you right go. Right there. It's uh, I can't believe it. I didn't know it originated at known as the Glasgow Smile. Here's Here's what Wikipedia says. The practice is said to have originated in Scotland in 1920s and 30s. Oh, and that's all it gives. Okay, cool. That fucking sucks. <laughs> well, they need to get on the same page as the other one because that one said the 1800s. So. Yeah, it did. And it had a lot more information, but I lost it. True crime. It's cool. But back till death. Back till death. We're going to do this till we die. That's what she Back saying. to till death. Yeah, that's. it's been a long week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so eventually they do go on their anniversary dinner. He gives her this really odd looking steel necklace that yeah. he says he had personally designed. She bought him Super Bowl tickets and he acts incredibly ungrateful like a little bitch that he is and just like leaves them on the table. She's like, oh, oh they're 50 yard line tickets and they're gonna be super great and we all know super bowl tickets are expensive whether you watch football or not yeah but yeah at least it was a nice tip for the uh the host or the 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 waitress how much did he leave did you catch it i had no idea how much he left i just know that he left those tickets oh i see what you meant i yeah i got you i thought you were like yeah he left cash on top of them but no no i'm just saying like hey we would you not go to the Super Bowl if you randomly had tickets left on a table by no, somebody but I who would sell them? <laughs> I mean, I would I would sell them too. I wouldn't go. I'm not a football person, guys. Unless it's in a box, just because I'm sure the food is really good. That's fair. Anyway, makes me makes me think of a uh, always sunny. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. All right. So back to uh, he leaves behind the tickets because he's a fucking asshole. He ends up blindfolding her and being like, oh, I have a surprise have... for you. Yeah. And then somehow she just magically knows they've been driving for exactly an hour. Uh, she makes a lot of comments about him having, like, sick games. He's like, she keeps saying things like, uh, this is one of your sick games I don't want to play. or Yeah. Like, she makes a lot of comments like that throughout the movie, but you get it's... zero context. Yeah, you have no idea what these games are, but clearly, like, he's an abusive asshole who's been, who their relationship is not good, and he's a fucking controlling dickhole. And I was really annoyed that they didn't give any contextual clues as to what kind of games he had played before, because obviously what he does end up doing is part of his sick games. Um, yeah, and, and it's, like, like, really descriptive, like, really descriptive. <laughs> It's super thought out and it's super fucked up. So I'm like, what did he do before this? <laughs> Cause yeah, that you've, that you've stuck with him for. I mean, she probably couldn't have gotten out even if she wanted to because he's got lots of money and works with lawyers. But yeah, that's fair. That's a conversation for another day. That's always so dangerous. Anyways. Anyways, it turns out that he was taking her to their lake house, which is out in the middle of nowhere. And the lake is frozen over 
it's cold as fuck and I guess they haven't been there in a long time yeah and it's a really nice large lake house yeah it's huge a lot of a lot of area <laughs> they have like the super romantic evening with him making some great declaration of love she falls for it they do dirty things and then she wakes up <laughs> and she's handcuffed to his arm and then he says something assholey and shoots himself in the head like immediately <laughs> really fast like if you had woken up handcuffed to somebody in the first place what would your first thoughts be um it's too early for these things I'd be like where's my coffee <laughs> it's too wait, early wait 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 where's the fucking coffee this <laughs> this is metal i need coffee <laughs> if we're gonna do this i need coffee first uh, but yeah, yeah, he like she wakes up and she sits up and she's like, "What?" And then he just like shoots himself in the head immediately. And she's no time It'd be to process. So loud, It'd be so loud. And that is basically when the movie like really kicks off. Yeah. So after she <laughs> takes the time to process what is happening, also, it was like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say generous, but that's the only word I can think of right now, that he used those handcuffs that have the really long chain instead of, like, a regular police handcuff. Oh, agreed. That would have been even more god-awful. She probably would have cut her wrist even worse than she already, like, was bruising it and stuff because of that. When, uh, it may have been, like, another allusion to some of the other weird things that he's done to her because... When I think of those, like, long handcuffs, you think of, like, Gerald's game, where yeah. they're they're used typically for, like, a sexual thing, or that's what society uses them for, I guess. Um, right. So maybe that was supposed to be some sort of clue of something he's done in the past, but who knows. But, yeah, she, <laughs> once she kind of copes with everything and figures it, and well, not figures it all out, but, like comes to terms with it she ends up starting to drag his body around the house and basically finds all of these clues and these things that he's left creating this house to basically be like an escape room challenge and like for her to like find all these clues and piece everything together for her to get herself out basically he didn't want her to get out though because everything that she comes up with he has already thought of and is like yeah oh, fuck you like she makes it to the car and, and he leaves a tape in the car. <laughs> yeah. It's a recording his, of him yeah. being like, oh, I never thought you'd make it this far. Fuck off. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's also, like, because they haven't been at this house in so long, there's no clothes. So she has what she wore last night with high heels, what he wore and then ended up killing himself in. And then... She doesn't even have what she wore because she... They did sexy things and then he took all of her clothes oh that would make sense and dumped them somewhere that's why all she had was her little nighty thing she was wearing her shoes yeah, and weren't then there um, there that was makes sense. no food no water all the utensils and everything were gone like the house was literally empty completely except for a room a dark room with pictures and crap in it and mm -hmm. a vase on the table so when she starts wandering around and i was like oh it's like an escape room 
I asked Tyler, I was like, what would you have done? And his answer was genius. But what would you have done if you were handcuffed to a dead body? So um, (laughs) I would have broken my thumb. I know that's physically very hard, but if you can break your thumb, you can slide your hand out of the, uh, the, the, the handcuffs. So my first thought was to uh, break the glass vase. There's like this glass vase of roses and cut off his hand. Um, that would have been smart too. Tyler's yeah. response was a good combination of both of ours, but it was to break his thumb. Oh, fuck. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, she could have just like, smashed it in a door and there you go. <laughs> Yeah, dude, shatter his hand because he's already dead. It doesn't fucking matter. Pull that shit out and you're free. Damn, that's a smart idea. Yeah. I'm over here thinking about breaking myself. I was like, hack it off. (laughs) Sorry. Clearly, (laughs) clearly I watched way too many fucking horror movies and like scary things to know that you can break your thumb and maneuver your hand to fit out of it. I think it's the collector. The collector and the collection have taught me dirty, like dirty little secrets like that. (laughs) I mean, I feel like there's lots of movies that show you that, but. Um, yeah, I instantly went to use something in your surroundings to chop off his hand. <laughs> like, at least we were using the smart, like, things that we would have had in place, or, like, the thoughts. How am I trying to word this? I'm trying to word this either way. The moral of the story is, she did not come to either of those conclusions. No. She pulled... She drugged this body around the entire fucking place, including out goddamn side. <laughs> yeah, and she's, like, wrapping her feet in poor plastic bags but anyways so as she's dragging around his body trying to figure out how the fuck she's gonna get out of this place her love affair man tom yeah shows up out of the blue because he's like i got a text message from you saying you were in trouble and it turns out that mark had sent him a text message to get him there uh, i'm assuming because he wanted to make it look like some sort of murder suicide thing uh at this point that's what i was thinking or that he would get blamed for murdering him and ruin his life i don't know yeah turns out that mark didn't just kill himself because he was in a jealous rage but because he had fucked up his whole career and that morning his office and everything yeah his what is it called his firm. There you go. His yeah, his firm got raided. Had been raided by yeah. the FBI because he had been falsifying things. Then, like right then, as soon as you figure that out, and she has this prime opportunity to escape. Like, they could have just put their asses in the car and left. Yeah. Uh, someone shows up at the door, and it turns out to be, what did we say his name, Bobby Ray? Who yeah, is, but Bobby Ray's hiding in the truck while Jimmy comes out first. Who is the man that she had stabbed in the eye and tried to attack her. And his younger brother, Jimmy, who was unbeknownst to the idea that Mark had hired them to kill Emma in exchange for a shit ton of diamonds. Right. So this whole time, Jimmy's like, dude, we should just leave. I don't want to kill her. I thought we were just going to steal some stuff and leave. And Bobby Ray is like, fuck you, I'm going to kill this bitch. And... It does not go well. Bobby Ray ends up killing his own brother because he tries to protect and save Emma. Emma and Bobby Ray have this 
uh, have a whole bunch of tussles throughout the house. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. <laughs> and they end up in the lake. And, oh, we forgot to mention, she does eventually cut herself free from his body and then ends right back attached to him later. <laughs> so that yeah. was very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they end up on the lake. They fall through the ice. They tussle some more. She climbs out. Bobby Ray dies. And she it ends with her laying on the ice with the steel necklace around her neck, which apparently housed all of the diamonds that Mark had promised to Bobby Ray. And you can hear sirens in the background, but you don't get a definitive, does she live, what happens, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Could, but could you imagine trying to explain that to the police? <laughs> They're like, It'd be fucking happened? weird, but like at the same time, follow the clues go listen to the tape go, like literally follow the fucking clues at that point that's what i tell them to do yeah it would be easy to show them but like trying to just initially be like yeah uh this is what happened and they're like yeah what excuse me that's really um that's really planned like yeah i know uh, i can, can i just tell you when i first saw like the picture of her laying on the ice for some reason it wasn't ice in the picture that I saw. It looked like she was laying on a satellite. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure why, but I was convinced that she was laying on a satellite and I didn't understand it at all. So that's that's what I got from that picture on Netflix. Based off the picture on Netflix, I thought that she was attached to his body and his body was still in the lake water and that she was trying Ouch. to escape with her husband dead from somebody who had killed him. Like, I thought they had been kidnapped, and then he got killed, and then she was trying to escape. Almost like like the strangers kind of situation, yeah, but they got that's kidnapped. What I yeah. So it yeah. was a surprise when he killed himself. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, shit. I wasn't expecting that either. <laughs> I thought, so when she sits up in bed, um, it shows her sleeping and him sitting on the edge of the bed with his back. Mm -hmm. and there's something on his back i thought he was dead because he's like all hunched over already i did too okay it wasn't just me then no i totally did i think it was a, his uh suspenders or something like that that would make sense oh yeah if it was like yeah. hanging from one side yeah uh but this movie did remind me of gerald's game like i said earlier. a little bit that is another mm -hmm. netflix original it's also like an isolation i however would consider gerald's game more of a horror than I would call this a horror uh, because it does I think they call this a horror because it's like a isolation attack of a killer kind of situation rather I would still go more with just like thriller, thriller or suspense thriller or isolation thriller yeah I I, I would agree doesn't say horror anywhere but depending on your definition I guess but like with Gerald's game that has that weird element of like ghost mystery monster in it yeah, it's so. really dark for a minute and you have no idea what kind of creature or monster is gonna exactly do something or something that's the movie yeah like we said it's pretty straightforward uh if you think it's a horror movie we aren't gonna argue with you but our opinion it's not <laughs> but we did it anyways and here we are it's different than anything we've done so yeah, and again, we hadn't neither of us had watched it, so I was like, "Well, let's do this." <laughs> and I think we'll we'll randomly pick things like that here and there through Shutter and stuff like that as well. Not watching trailers. 
I avoid certain trailers because I don't want to spoil stuff. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, there's not a lot to really talk about this movie or dissect. Um, but I did want to, after I watched the whole thing, I was thinking of foreshadowing stuff that they show. The couple of things that I picked up on, he left the Super Bowl tickets. Not necessarily just because he was being a dick, but because he knew he wasn't going to use them. Yeah. And I didn't get a good glimpse of the actual report that was in the file for Bobby Ray the murderer, but I'm wondering. They don't if it... show a big part of it, like enough to like be able to capture a good yeah, screenshot. It, it just shows his picture, yeah, uh, for the most part. So I'm wondering if that would have given clues as to him already being out on parole because he tells her like, oh, they were considering his parole or he got denied parole or something. Yeah. Um, I, his office is also incredibly clean. I don't know why, but I thought that was weird. Like there wasn't clutter of... Clutter. There weren't a lot of files yeah. or like, you know, cases, case studies, so any of that kind of stuff knew around. he was so. going to get raided, I'm sure. Hmm, that's an... I, I never even thought of that. That's an interesting... That's okay. All right. I see you. Uh, see what you're doing there. The necklace has no obvious clasp, so... She can't take it off herself, and you don't get to watch him put it on. But it it was a really odd necklace. It's very weird. And he says that he designed that necklace specifically because it's their 10th anniversary, and that is the anniversary of Steel. And she's just like, okay, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> Dude, anniversary traditional gifts are so confusing. I don't understand them. I looked them up just for fun, and they're weird. Yeah, I don't do that either. Uh, is it 10 or 11? I know I wrote it down, but now I'm questioning myself. I think it was the 11th anniversary. Is also a part in the photo room? Yeah, it's 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 the 11th. The 11th year is, is Steel. Okay. Yeah, they were together a long time. But the when she flickers on the lights after... He's killed himself. He's swapped out the pictures from ones when they were in love to pictures that he had gotten probably from following her with Tom. And mm -hmm. on the back wall is the mugshot of the man after she had stabbed him in the eye. And when she flickers on the lights, you can see the outline of his body. Like you... standing there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I caught that the very first time and I was like, ooh, that's cool. <laughs> And it's a good it's a good idea because that is how your brain works when you have oh yeah I scared the shit out of myself like that all the time <laughs> yeah you see the space you your brain creates the shapes and it fills you see the whole the figure spaces. and then yeah. the lights come on and you're like oh duh, that was just a lamp or you know but that was a cool way that they did that because that is really like how your brain works but otherwise I didn't see any other like foreshadowing or anything I mean those are. The key interests to me i i can't imagine what it would be like to carry around a dead body or drag around a dead body of a man but um i love the way megan fox plays it because she's just like i fucking hate this guy and she's yeah. just annoyed <laughs> and, and she's just kind of dragging him and almost throwing him around certain times when she can or needs to almost yeah i like her attitude throughout it's good yeah that's that's pretty much it you've caught all my same things so cool uh, for the ending i did want to talk about um the fact that she fell through the ice into freezing cold ass water 
Yeah. She climbs out. And so I wanted to look up kind of like what happens um, when you fall through the ice because it's never a good thing. And here's what I found. So I found an article called The Myth of Falling Through the Ice. And it is written by Fortune Bay Expedition Team. So I guess there's a myth that says if you fall through the ice, you will die of hypothermia within five to ten minutes. And they are like, nope, that's not true. But the first thing that happens... That's something I've always heard. (laughs) The first thing that happens is a cold shock response. And that is when, like, you get... Your body hits the cold water and automatically you try and gasp for air. And most of the time you end up taking in water. (laughs) So that sucks. And I guess... The leading cause of death from immersion in very cold water is when they basically inhale water instead. Because then they start choking and sputtering and inhale even more water. Um, Additionally, your body starts to hyperventilate. And it is also kind of just a reflex that happens to the cold. Prolonged hyperventilation can lead to fainting. Which, you know, you can't get out of the water if you're unconscious. Right. Uh, Cardiac arrest, which is like a heart attack. Uh, The cold water can cause a heart attack due to vasoconstriction. So your arteries, they get really tiny and your blood's not flowing. Vasoconstriction causes the heart to work harder to pump the same volume of blood throughout the body. It's mostly, I'm sure it occurs with people who already have like a heart disease or something like that. Uh, It's funny because this article goes on and says, tips, if you have the choice, immerse yourself slowly to minimize the shock. I I think the- (laughs) Kind of like the polar plunge thing. Oh, wait, no, that's a plunge. They jump in. Never mind. I'm like, I think the point of the word fall is that um, it's pretty instantaneous. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, uh, cold incapacitation is what happens next. And that occurs between five to 15 minutes after immersion, after you survive the gasping of air- your blood decreases flow to the extremities and it all goes towards your core where your organs are in order to preserve heat and keep them keep them moving but when that happens your muscle and nerve fibers don't work well you like you get numb you can't swim you cramp all that jazz Uh, hypothermia happens after that should you survive all of that crap if you manage to hold onto the ice or stay afloat, you'll have plenty of time for rescue. But yeah, she was only in there for a few minutes, seconds. I want to say it was only maybe one minute at max. I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> but it still would be cold as fuck. And then she climbs out and just lays there and has to... When she was doing that, I could not help but think of the Titanic. Where she's like... yeah. Yeah, basically. Uh, But yeah, that's what would happen. So she probably still survived. They found her and then... We're able to hopefully get her to a hospital. What sucks is all of her assets were probably frozen, so she had zero money. And... Yeah. uh, Yeah. That'd be a horror story all on its own. In the real world, uh, as... Katie mentioned earlier, this was filmed in Sofia, Bulgaria, 
It is one of the biggest movie studios in Europe. It's Interesting, I didn't know that. New Boyana Film Studios. Hmm. Other movies filmed there include The Angel Has Fallen, Hitman's Bodyguard, and Hellboy. Okay. A behind-the-scenes photo shows that it was not snowy or cold there. <laughs> uh, everyone is in shorts and like a t-shirt and the hills behind them look like barren desert kind of it's not sand but it's like dry grass and hills yeah so all of the snow that you see is just that fake paper snow yeah they do a pretty good job like uh showing that they were cold obviously i think her feet would have hurt far more yeah. than she showed um Growing up in Utah, we have both been stuck <laughs> in the snow, <laughs> and it gets cold really quick and uncomfortable. So, and it's something. Yeah, with the fact of her walking around on the ice the way she was, and then walking through the snow, and it was roughly about like two to three inches at least, like her feet would have been hurting really bad. And then there's that part, she ends up just laying flat in the snow, but she's not shivering yeah. uncontrollably or anything. So I take it back. They didn't really do a great job of showing how cold it would have been. I disagree. Just from kids that know what it's like. <laughs> I did find a Reddit that said the experience of being cold is rarely ever realistically portrayed in movies. Uh, the first comment that pops up under it is that John Carpenter's The Thing is the best example of a realistic attempt at a cold environment. So oh, I just thought that was coincidental since we just did that one too. It is. And I would agree. Perfect. They did a good job of showing just how fucking cold that one is oh yeah uh i'm already cold let's be honest here <laughs> like i'm cold too <laughs> i ate it anyways and there's but a video you got this i'm sorry there's a video on youtube uh where she talks about falling through the ice like that scene that she had to film i'm sure it was awful having to like pretend to drown they have to be underwater for a long time for a lot of those scenes. Yeah. Just for filming and making sure that the angles are right. And you have to do it over and over and over and over again. So. Yeah. I, yeah, I can only imagine how awful that day was. That sounds terrible. That's it. Nothing to dissect. Do you think the diamonds were actually in the necklace or do you think he was just fucking with? I bet it was bullshit. <laughs> I think it was bullshit too. I think... I mean, it could go either way. One, it was bullshit because he didn't want anyone to win because he's a selfish asshole and he probably already sold those diamonds. Two, it could have been true and that would be the only way that she redeems herself out of this because like we said, all of his assets are going to be frozen because he's under investigation. Right. So maybe those diamonds are the only, or like how she moves past it and starts her own life again Maybe. i think it was bullshit because he's an asshole but it would be nice to think that she can have a happy life after that did you like it it was all right um i thought some of the acting was kind of rough but um it definitely wasn't the worst i've seen but it was probably for me it was like a Maybe like a 5 out of 10. I think it was a good idea. Like, it's a really interesting idea. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. It's an enjoyable movie to watch. But I wouldn't classify it as a horror. Do you want to do a quick graveyard? 
that one's not too long. <laughs> yeah, it's like five people. Yeah. Sorry, so the first four death, people. <laughs> yeah, the first death you get is obviously um, Mr. Terrible Husband who shoots himself in the face. Mark, that's his guy. That's his name. He shoots himself in the head. Oh, you I don't get to a- say. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna interrupt you real quick before I forget again. She, Megan Fox, dragged around a real life stuntman the whole movie in place of Mark's body. It was a stuntman. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she pulled that guy around the entire time. That, I, that's fucking ridiculous. For like 18 hours a day of shooting and reshooting and reshooting. <laughs> she must have gained some serious muscle through that. Yeah, I can only imagine what her legs looked like before and after. I'm sure it wasn't that big of a difference, but that still takes a shit ton of muscle. Yeah. And I think the bruising, I read somewhere that the bruising on her handcuffed wrist that it shows was actual bruising. Uh, That wouldn't be surprising if she was really carrying him around. Yeah. Which, hey, props to being realistic. (laughs) I'm sure that it, they made it look a little bit worse for the movie, because I would like to think they wouldn't actually make her get injured in that way. I wouldn't be surprised, but I would hope they wouldn't. But, yeah. So she really put herself through it for this film. Yeah, man. Um, so after Mark's death, uh, she carries him around for a while. Then that's when Tom shows up. That's Tom is the next guy to die. Um, Jimmy tries to stop it. Billy Ray doesn't give a fuck. Oh, Bobby Ray doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> and <laughs> Same stabs him. Billy Ray, Bobby Ray is close. Um... He gets stabbed in the stomach multiple different times by a really big knife. Uh, What happens to his coat? She takes it off, puts it on, and then I don't remember seeing it after that. uh, Yep, she she was wearing them, and then they took it from her when they cuffed her back to the body, I believe. I think they took her, the, the shoes and everything from her again. Um... After Tom, Jimmy, the little brother, is the one to die, and that's when he's trying to save Megan. And, In a uh, very he... Halloween-esque way, by the way. Yeah, very Halloween-esque way. I thought that. I thought that too. Um, he was on. What was it? He was like on. Of course, he was on the back of Bobby Ray because you know people jump on the back of killers and then they slam slam him against the walls. No, he think picked, of Freaky. He picked him up and pushed him against the wall, and it land and he. I guess you're right. Okay, yeah, but his head goes onto a uh, coat, like hanger. a like a coat hanger, like a hanger, j- uh, wall. a wall hanger, something kind of like that. But it goes into his skull, and he sits there, connected to the wall for a minute, just hanging, and then drops because it he, his body's too heavy for the hanger. <laughs> he exceeds the recommended weight limit. Yes, um, and you know he was gonna die the whole time because he was. He was trying so hard to just be like, let's go. Let's just get the fuck out of here. I had predicted that either she would kill him and then Bobby Ray would get super, super pissed or that he, there would be a scene where he would walk around a corner, see her and then be like, no, she's not here and then walk off and Bobby Ray would kill him. Neither of those scenes happened either. I had a feeling that it was going to end up being Bobby Ray that killed him just because of the way that it was leading with him trying to help her 
And I was like, he's going to kill his brother. He's he's either going to purposely kill him or accidentally kill him. But he's going to kill his brother. And so in this extent, it was an accident because Bobby Ray um, turns around. And he's like, you made me do this and blames her for everything that he did. Yeah. Victim mentality there. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, after Jimmy, that's when Emma and Bobby Ray start fighting back and forth. Um, and Bobby Ray is the last to die that we know of. <laughs> he sinks to the bottom of the lake. Connected to her dead husband's body. <laughs> I wonder Which if was they very... dredge the lake afterwards to pull You what? Out. I wonder if like a dive team had to go in to those freezing cold waters and pull them out. Probably. Do you think the waters were really that cold if they uh, were filming on a nice warm set? No, in real life, when people oh, die. Oh, right. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> divers would have to go down there and get them. <laughs> yeah. That is a good question. I wonder how they did the ice over the water. I wonder if it's like yeah. a sugar, like a sugar ice thing. Oh, it could be. Or if it was just... That can be sharp, though. That can be really sharp. Or if it's just like a styrofoam thing, maybe. I don't know. Many different ways of going about this. But that that is... Uh, that's that's your graveyard for this movie. There's not a lot of deaths, but yep. they're prominent. <laughs> uh, your favorite death, should you have one? Um, most creative death? Homeboy Jimmy getting stuck up on the wall. <laughs> otherwise they're not like that like true original cool looking kind of deaths they're like straightforward deaths yeah if i had to pick one i guess i would put mark just because it caught me off guard it was so fast yeah he's just like hey. he mumbles something and just yeah like what the fuck and then oh, she like yeah. tries to kick him off the bed and falls off with him falls off onto him yeah that's when she's like oh shit i'm stuck Hmm. and there's that movie so yeah to round out this short episode <laughs> we have our november movie horror happening events <laughs> yeah that um so there's not too many um so we'll just go quickly november 15th 1946 judith margaret myers is born aka michael myers's older brother or older sister <laughs> We don't assume genders. Could be either or. Yeah. It could be both. Either or. Doesn't matter. Um, November 24th, 1980. This is when Lori Strode moves to Summer Glen, California. Changes her name to Carrie Tate. This is Halloween H2O. We have not talked about this one. It is terrible. <laughs> Just saying. We will cover these ones before the next movie comes out next year. Yes. Nah. November 9th, 1982 is Andy Barclay is born. Andy Barclay is the little kid who was terrorized by Chucky. <laughs> For Ooh, very like long. The original Chucky, right? Not the... Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is the original. So, child's play, technically. Um, November 9th through the 11th of 1988, that's when the events of child's play occur. So, that is the original Chucky. That's where you see everything of the development of him. Um, November 3rd through, or I'm sorry, November 3rd, 1989, Halloween is officially banned in Haddonfield. Haddonfield has said, fuck Halloween, fuck you, Michael Myers, we're done. <laughs> That's the, uh, 
Cult of Thorn timeline, right? Yes. Okay. Um, Because then in November 11th, 1998, this is when Lori is charged with the murder of a paramedic and she is committed to Grace Anderson Sanitarium. This is... uh, If I remember correctly, this is where she finds out that her daughter that she kind of just ran away from Oh, no, this is the Halloween H2O timeline. I take that back. This is the Halloween H2O timeline. So she, uh, this is where she's driving. She she straight up steals the coroner's van that Michael is placed in, like threatens all the cops and everybody with an axe, takes this van, crashes it, and then chops Michael uh, Michael's head off. And then apparently gets killed for um, the murder of a paramedic. Because supposedly it wasn't Michael that was under the mask at the time it was a paramedic that he had traded places with but of course anyways it's a whole fucking shit show of Nobody halloween can steal h2o a car in a horror film and not crash it <laughs> yeah oh yeah no you, you always have to crash it whether you're crashing into a cow or a tree i don't know did the events of the collector happen over a holiday in the fall uh july uh let's see not november is your answer no it's it's not in november okay. it's during the summer gotcha. um i want to say it's during like july of some sort um but those are movies we should do because i love those movies but that being said that's a different time november 2005 uh there's not an exact date to this but kimberly corman and thomas burke meet at a hardware store and they are both killed by a malfunctioning wood chipper this is quote unquote uh canon according to to Final Destination 3. Um, this Originally, Kimberly and Thomas are from Final Destination 2. They are supposed to be the last two survivors that made it through. And then this is how they randomly supposed to die. And it is supposed to be, supposed to be canon. So we'll go for it. But this is also November 2005. This is when the uh, train 180 crashes. And everyone dies in the train. This is uh, Final Destination 3 at the very end of the movie. Uh, so spoiler alert there <laughs> uh and then november 2013 chucky is mailed to andy barkley as an adult and this is the curse of chucky this is these are the new ones that have come out re- not too recently not the tv show but this is the one that came out right before the tv show and then of course see. you can add any other horror films that are involved with thanksgiving or families coming together during november to give thanks or any we're gonna any we're, we're doing a friendsgiving here with uh shelby and stuff and we're gonna be watching pilgrim which is on i think i think it's on prime um it looks absolutely terrible because we do terrible horror movie nights because god why not why not we've watched a movie called llamageddon Oh, or or how about uh Velocipastor? Yeah, that's one. Um <laughs> horror, terrible horror movie nights are a thing. But yeah, there's a lot of uh Thanksgiving horror movie out there, horror movies out there that I actually could watch. Um some of them are so- fun, some of them are a complete waste of time. Most of them are a complete waste of time. <laughs> For our next episode, we are doing a listener request. Uh, Mickey yes. I think it's underscore Rose, the raffle winner. 
Also, a uh, quick shout out. Thank you for your accolades. Posts. I guess. Yes. Yeah. That you provided. I Thank you. I humbly accept. <laughs> and Glad appreciate... you liked your package. <laughs> yes, appreciate you and all your things. Um, I have some ideas of some more raffles to do, so uh, we'll keep you up. Def- definitely stick around. You don't want to miss out on those because they're going to be worth it. But anywho's, our next film is going to be a holiday series that he recommended. Uh, I think it's called Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yes. Two films. They're yep. Christmas, right? Yes. Okay. I've never seen them. They unfortunately don't appear to be streaming on anything, so we will let you know if we find them. And Yeah, they... <laughs> they're a little older um from the 1980s which were kind but... of on an 80s kick so that works yeah we will post that episode thanksgiving weekend yes and then we're gonna do strictly holiday ones for of course the month of december so if you have any that you specifically want to see or if you want to hear about pilgrims <laughs> make sure you <laughs> Leave us. Yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah, leave us a comment or send us an email or anything like that with your recommendations. We'll do it. Yeah. Don't this... worry, Krampus is going to be in there. Yeah. It's my favorite Christmas movie ever. Till death <laughs> is what happens when nobody gives us recommendations. <laughs> yeah, left to pick our. We're own. just going to pick a movie that we've never seen. Ne- neither of us. That's how it's going to go. Neither. Okay. Neither. I can't speak today. So. Where can you send your recommendations and get entries to any raffles in the future should they happen? Uh, well, you can go to our Instagram or our Facebook. Both both are under uh, horror underscore cats underscore witch hats. Or you can go send us an email request at our email, which is horrorcatswitchhats at gmail.com. It's just all one word. Thus concludes this episode. Ba-ba-da-ba! Yeah.